Hi, everyone. My name is Nicholas Belvo. Welcome to BBA's Great Adventure Podcast. Today, we're chatting with Kevin Van Velsen and Matthew Malarkey to discover how they're getting involved to expand the profession of consulting engineering. They're both involved in the Association of Consulting Engineering Companies, or ACEC, to promote the role of the consultant and help young professionals discover this great career option. In this episode, they share how they got started at BBA, what they most enjoy about being consulting engineers, and advice for others interested in getting involved. Let's go discover their great adventure. Kevin, Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. How's it going? Great, Nick. Good morning. Very happy to be with you, Nick. Very excited to, to learn more about the both of you, your, your respective uh, career paths, and also how you're both involved in stimulating the consulting engineering profession. Why don't we start by learning a bit about the both of you? Kevin, why don't you break the ice and introduce yourself? Sure. Um, so my name is Kevin Van Velzen. I've been with BBA, I'd say, just just shy of six years now. Um, I started with the company straight out of university, hired in the Toronto office with the intention of going out to the Labrador City office. It's a very remote location uh, for us and, and for, for anybody who lives in Canada might not even know where Labrador City is. I myself did not at the time. But uh, from the sounds of it, I, I mistakenly thought it could be like the capital of Labrador. It must be a happening city. So I didn't really think twice about it. And the hiring manager at the time had spent five years out there himself. Um, really promoted it as like a springboard for your career and used the phrase BBA University at the time for, for electrical. So I, I figured I'd take the plunge and I went out there on a two-year assignment shortly after working in the Toronto office for a couple of weeks. Um, out there, it's very site work focused, I would say. So a lot of commissioning, technical support, getting your hands, your face, your whole body dirty working in the, <laughs> the, the mines and the, the concentrator and pellet plants out there. So it, uh, it was really a trial by fire, I would say. You, you, there's, there's not much of, a, of an intro to, to site work or engineering. You're, you're really thrown into it, and it's a very, very fast-paced learning environment. Um, so th- that's, yeah. that's one thing that's quite uh, particular to, to BBA is really the emphasis on site work. And for you, if I'm not mistaken, it was just really three weeks in, right? You started and you, you you flew out there. What, I'm guessing your your hiring manager was a big influence given he they were there for, for a number of years. What were you picturing in your mind when you learned about the, the possibility of having site work in Labrador City versus the reality once you got there? I'd say I probably pictured it more of uh, an advisory position, let's say, or maybe more focused on site surveys and more of a a soft approach to site work as an engineer. I wasn't really aware that we would really be doing the the testing, troubleshooting, um, operation of equipment, 
So really a hands-on role that I didn't expect, which uh, I think was was really, really beneficial and is important to, to learn how these systems operate as an engineer, to really troubleshoot and, and work with it. So yeah, that was a big surprise to me. It felt more of a almost like a technician role, which I think is a really valuable experience for an engineer to, to get that experience. So that that was a surprise. The location was also a surprise, as I mentioned. So very, very cold, small community, about 6,000 people. Um, I was aware that I would be living in a trailer park, which was also a bit of a shock. And we're, we're paired up with another employee who chooses to do an assignment in Labrador as well. So I was really crossing my fingers that I would get paired with somebody that I got along with very well, which I did. So I was really lucky in, in that regard too. We still keep in touch today. So yeah, a lot of surprises, but also uh, a lot of rewards for, for going out there. I, I did sign up for a third year actually. After about a year and a half in, I was asked if I would stick around for a third. So I did that, and I uh, I took three months back in Toronto to assist a commissioning job here that was a fit project. So we required some Ontario employees, and we didn't have too much site-focused um, engineers in the Toronto office at the time, so it was natural that I would help out in this office. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a very quick three years because of the experience that I was getting in a very compressed period of time, um, but very, very worth it. Now that I've come back, uh, I think that three-year period probably counted for maybe four or five years of experience if I would have stayed in Toronto or, or worked elsewhere. So I have no regrets, really. But we'll dive more into that in just a few moments. But now, uh, Matthew, welcome. I'd love to learn a bit more about yourself. So who is Matthew Malarkey? Sure. <clears throat> Similar as Kevin, uh, I've started uh, almost seven years ago with BBA. Um, I first chose BBA because I was an intern at at, uh, at the Sorel site at Rio Tinto. And I have good good days around there doing project management and working with um, directly uh, on site and i have a discussion with the superintendent at that time that he told me you should start your career in an engineering consulting firm and then i asked myself yeah it could be interesting and he told me you will develop that technical knowledge that will bring you far away from just starting as a project manager so uh, i kept this in mind and i look up at different engineering firm working at that time at that site. And uh, I found that people from BBA like solving challenge and having fun together. So this is why I've choose starting with BBA right after university. So I first started in the Montreal's office, but at that time was m much more quiet period. So they needed need help similar as Kevin on site. So I go back uh, uh, where I did my intern in Sorel. And I match up with a really nice team there and uh, we're having fun kind of solving those problems, uh, managing directly with the client, being involved with all of those maintenance operational issues. So uh, it was very challenging, but it was uh, first uh, great deep in it. So uh, it was interesting having those kind of uh, 
of problem to solve and technically aspect that you not necessarily seen in the office working as a design engineer. So then after two or three years, I went back to the office and then I've been started working on a kind of huge CapEx project and studies for a new uh, plant and facility. But having back that operational background, it was much more easier to have those kind of design and to discuss with the client about what will be the next issue and how, as a designer, we can tackle this and make sure it will fit around later on. So I did that for almost two, three years, and then I have the opportunity to went back on field. And I will say doing that kind of loop of being involved on bigger project, design phase, working in the office, and then go back and feel uh, being much more closer to the client, that kind of experience that makes very much uh, accelerating your career. So I find it very, uh, appreciate to have those opportunities at BBAs. And uh, it's bring me seven years after to, to still having in mind to continue doing that loop, but each time you're getting much more uh, better advice and uh, e easier way to do your work at uh, day to day. That's interesting. So it's kind of like a, a feedback loop that accelerates the yeah the, the insights you you could get. Could could you develop on that? And, and Kevin, have you experienced that as well? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I was uh, I was thinking of a lot of instances that I could pick out for for design work that makes sense on site because you can visualize it and you've worked with it or, or corrections to a design um, because what's on the paper might not practically make a lot of sense. So working with it, you might realize that, hey, this, this test switch just won't fit here or, or doesn't make sense to have in this position because it's just not accessible for the operator or inconvenient for the operator. Things like that that you wouldn't really have uh, uh, a sense for otherwise. If you're only looking at the screen and the paper without working with it in reality, then it's really difficult to, to make that connection. And is that something we, it's fun to have in consulting engineering because when you're working uh, directly from a client on site uh, or as a, for, for a vendor, so you don't necessarily have this opportunity in, inside your role to switch between being on site, being at the office on a design phase. So working as a consultant, you'll be able to make change your day-to-day -day routine and make sure you have this opportunity to to challenge uh, your decision when you're in the office and go back and feel to see what's going on and being involved with that maintenance employees and operational aspect, make it much more uh, easier after when you're, you're having in mind to solve the client problem. So it's something that's it's very particular to consulting and uh, which I very like. You seem both very passionate about the perhaps educational aspect about your jobs, that, that, that problem solving, like you just mentioned, Matthew. I'm curious what you're most passionate about in the engineering field overall. And if there's something about the, the consulting engineering role that you have, that have you always identified, like even in university, that you wanted to go into specifically consulting engineering, or are you just inter interested in engineering overall? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> during your university, was tough to find uh, what kind of role I wanted to play uh, at the end. Um, like I said, 
I was involved at site first, and that was much more I look I was looking for because you know when you're young and you're seeing those big infrastructure process equipment working all together, you you want to be uh, you want to work with that, work with people uh, involved with it. But right after I I was like asking myself, do I want to do this every day? And uh, following that advice from that superintendent at that time is there I opened my mind about consulting which I didn't hear a lot at university. You don't necessarily hear about the profession of a consultant. But when I first started, I was like asking myself, would I, would I like it? But after a couple of years uh, doing consulting, I very find my way. And this is where I, I finally decide to be involved, saying we need to go back to university and talk about people, what's consulting, what's they going to do, what's the day-to-day, -day, and what will be the challenge of it. And hold the opportunity that it brings us. So uh, at that moment, this is why I've started uh, involving myself at uh, with the Association of uh, Engineering Council firm in Quebec to make sure that we can uh, see people on the university bench and tell them more about the consulting, which is not necessarily known by uh, people at university. We'll dive into that in just a moment. But Kevin, for you, did you know in university that you wanted to be a in, in consulting, or did you hear about it in university? What was that path for you look like? No, it, it really wasn't uh, at top of mind at all, to be honest. Um, I, I knew I wanted something that had some measure of variety in, in my job, and preferably something to do with power systems or or generation. That was. Uh, that was sort of at the top of my mind. At the time, I was pretty interested in control systems as well. But uh, coming out of university, it was a sort of a beggars can't be choosers situation. The market was very difficult at the time. So like most, firing resumes sort of all over. But uh, hadn't even heard of BBA at the time. I'd applied to a couple consulting firms. And I remember after I left the interview, it was a three or four interview process. Uh, the second one or so I thought might have not gone according to my plan. So I remember being really upset, thinking, oh, man, this is this is the company that I want to work for. Like, this is the one. I can't believe that I might have messed that up. And yeah, I was really upset about it, but glad I got invited back and was uh, brought on board. And I, I would want nothing else in, in my career, really. I think consulting, you get the most variety. Um most FaceTime with clients, site time, it's its really the whole package for an engineer. That's awesome. And Matthew was mentioning ACEC. So Kevin, you're, you're involved as well. Can you tell us a bit about ACEC and uh, your implication? Yeah, so I'm in the Ontario chapter. So ACEC itself is the Association of Consulting Engineering Companies in Canada. Um, they have a national level, provincial level, and then regional chapter levels. So me, as part of the Ontario level, they have something called the Future Leaders Network, previously referred to as the Young Professionals Network. Um, I joined, I believe, early last year, and we're a group of young professionals sort of working together to maybe um, promote consulting engineering to universities and just young people in general, and as well to maybe have some 
influence on the ACUC board and sort of the direction that we might be going for, for various committees at ACEC. So it's been about two years. It was a, a bit of a slow start, especially during the pandemic. Uh, it's a group of about 10 of us who have never met face-to-face, so we're, we're dealing with that. But we've got some events planned, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun when we, when we get the ball rolling here. But it's, it's been a chapter or a provincial chapter that's, uh, that's just being developed or, or really grown and focused on in, in the province. So, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun, and I look forward to what we're going to do in the future. Awesome. Um, and Matthew, for yourself, I know you're involved as well. You're mentioning earlier. What led you to get involved with ACEC, and uh, how do you contribute to, to developing? And expanding the profession today. First, uh, I was invited to a, a site visit when I was uh, starting my career at BBA. So we went there, and I meet some people already involved in the ECC in the Quebec chapter. So I, I've started having discussion with them, and uh, I found it very interesting to have that kind of association who bring young professionals from different firms all together for many different activities. So uh, I slowly participate to a couple of activities and then I, I find my way to be involved with them to go to university as I uh, previously mentioned to promote the promotion. So I find it very interesting because I remember myself at that time having no clue what will be uh, consulting engineering. So we first do that kind of presentation and then I've started organize our activities and met with peoples from different backgrounds, different market sector, which was really interesting because uh, you, you heard a lot about different engineering consulting firms, but you don't necessarily know what they do and, and what's their, their, their day to day. So having that opportunity to meet people was very interesting. And then naturally I, I found it my way through the Quebec chapter, and we it was previous uh, the pandemic era, so we organized a lot of activity and so on, and then <clears throat> have the opportunity to be named as a, as president of the Quebec chapter. So at that time, also as Kevin mentioned, it was interesting to be seat on the board of the ECC Quebec and see all of those issue with the consulting within Quebec and uh, problematic that manager from different firm are facing. So interacting with them and seeing what could be the next challenge for consulting engineering in Quebec. So it, it was a great opportunity. And uh, as Kevin mentioned, we have the opportunity after to represent as Quebec representative on the national level. And then you meet with people all around Canada having different challenge, working in similar industry as you, so you can develop contacts, uh, organize events, seminar with uh, all people. Uh, and we had at that time in 2019, I remember, the chance to all meet in Ottawa and for a few days seminar and a business case study to evaluate. So it was very challenging and it's contact that you made at that moment that you will you will keep in touch for the rest of your career. So it, it, it's still very a nice experience to, uh, to have in your background. You mentioned working on the, the challenges that face the consulting engineering profession. What do you see as the biggest challenges facing the, prevent, the, the profession, whether in Quebec or across the country? 
But if, if I can go a larger aspect of it, uh, for sure there's so many challenges, uh, regional and very limited to some province maybe. But the major one will be, you know, with all the infrastructure going green and all of the the environmental aspect getting more and more uh, on the day-to-day uh, daily news, for sure the engineering profession will have its contribution to it. And slowly having that mindset and having whole firm involved to to build that new green uh, green world that we want to live in so that will be a main challenge for sure for for whole firm i think all market sector uh, and during all uh, around all provinces so that kind of challenge will be a major one, I think, for the upcoming year, for sure. Maybe just to expand on that, Nick, I would also add to, to support that. I think the biggest challenge is, is also talent in, in the industry. So we're finding it increasingly more difficult to find new talent, uh, like we were mentioning. Maybe it's not top of mind as students coming out of university to look to engineering consulting as their uh, first option. That I see as another huge, huge challenge because we're having a big turnover with our senior engineers over the next couple of years. We really need to to build up the younger generation base in consulting engineering and the expertise as well. Are you confident in the future, in the in the next generation? Are they ready to to pick up the torch? Yeah, of course. I mean, I would maybe use the word optimistic. But uh, yeah, of course I'm optimistic. I think we bring a lot of new ideas and especially with the, the decarbonization, as Matt said, we're really passionate about that as young people. So we might bring a different angle to, to things that maybe the older generation hasn't thought of yet. So yeah, I'm, I'm very optimistic, of course. I will go in the same <clears throat> aspect as Kevin because, you know, we... During university, we've been told about those challenges and now having the chance to contribute to it. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of uh, graduate from university that will wants to get in and find solution and be part of the solution. So I'm optimistic too. And uh, the, the, the challenge will, will be for sure, as Kevin said, to be showcasing our capabilities and so they know we exist and they know what kind of the career they could find in a consultant firm and I'm pretty sure they will get in. There's definitely tons of interesting projects to work on in the future. I'm curious to learn more about some of the interesting projects or the great ventures you both have been on in your careers thus far. Can you think of one story or one adventure that you've had that really made a mark on you? There's a couple one for sure, for sure. But more recently about what we just spoke, um, being involved on a Quebec project, which is looking to make some natural graphite for the battery, uh, the car battery. Uh, it's very interesting and it's a lot of challenge because <clears throat> actually all of the materials coming up from from Asia is done not necessarily with process uh eco-mindfully so uh, we want here in Quebec to have that that green industry and make it work but there's a lot of challenge uh, within it and uh, that project make me make me confident for for the next up, upcoming years that in Quebec we have the opportunity and we have the, the know-how and the capabilities to do those kind of projects so being involved on one of them is very challenging and uh, 
it's interesting on a day-to-day basis. And how about you, Kevin? What has been one of your great adventures? Um, <clears throat> to be honest, Nick, it's hard to, to pick out and focus on one, but maybe, maybe I'll go with this one. So when I was working in the Labrador City office, um, we got a call one day that there was a big emergency at a hydro-generating plant. Uh, in between Labrador and Shefferville, very, very remote. So it's it's difficult to access in the winter. This was the middle of winter, or winter was starting, I believe. And we had to be there tomorrow because it was sort of mission critical. There's, they're responsible for supplying power to Shefferville, and uh, they were running on diesel at the time. So it was a concern that they wouldn't be able to bring the plant back online. So we ended up getting a helicopter to, to take us to site, which felt very, uh, <laughs> it made us feel like real VIPs that we need to be there and they're, they're willing to do anything to get us there. So that, that was really cool and to show up and try and get the plant running again, which we did sort of inadvertently. It didn't end up being the electrical problem they thought it was. However, it was really cool to sort of be there alongside the operators at the time, trying to get the, the plant back up and running. Um, a lot of alarms and sirens and lights going on and off at the time. So it was a very, uh, very stressful period for for us and for the operators. But in the end, uh, everything was, was brought back online. So it felt like a great success. And we took the train home, at least. So no more helicopter required to get us out of there. But uh, I thought that was a really cool experience uh, as a young engineer. Uh, I can and pick three or four others, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm guessing this was like your 10th day on site, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but yeah, it was uh, within the first year, I believe. So went with my, uh, my still today mentor, Took me up there on on that trip, so I'm I'm very appreciative for that opportunity. Well, you're mentioning your mentor. That that makes me think. You know, at BBA, it's really a tight knit community. Has there been someone or a few people that really made a mark on you, and and why have they left an impression? Yeah, there's been several actually. Um, are we to name names in this? I don't know. If you want, like if you want to get thank you notes after, you need to send some out after. <laughs> sure, it's sure, here. yeah. So of course, uh, Leo, my my team leader, I could say when I started at, at BBA, um, moving up to the Labrador City office, it's a very, very young office. So this was another one of my surprises was to find out that my team lead was going to be somebody who's the same age as I am. But very, very capable, already leading projects and, and maybe pseudo-managing projects at the time and had tremendous technical expertise. So he was my man- my team lead and mentor for the first three years and continues to be one of my mentors. Um, being a very young office, all the senior engineers were remotely supporting our office. So I would say Renee Bluen was, was another. Uh, still never met him to this day, but I would be on the phone with him almost daily uh, for support and, and working on projects together. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't limit it to one. Now I have Gustavo, who's my manager in this office, who's a, a great department manager, team leader, engineer, 
has taught me a ton about generation because there was a massive shift when I went from Labrador back to Toronto, going from mining to generation, we'll say. So hydroelectric and wind is what I work predominantly in today. So he's been responsible for teaching me more or less everything I know in this side of the industry. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm leaving out three, four, five other mentors, I could say, in my in my career at BBA, because there are many. But that's that's one thing that I would sort of encourage people to do, is don't try and latch on to a single person and mentor, you know, spread out, and you'll you'll get a lot of benefit from a lot of different people. Oh, that's awesome. And um, yeah, it's it's great to see that at BBA, you do have that support network. Matthew, what did that look like for yourself? Yeah, I will just fully agree with Kevin because as the nature of the project in consulting, you're switching teams project after project. So you had the opportunity to work with different people and a couple one just in a, in a year or so. It's make like Kevin said, you're not having only one mentor during the four, five, six years you've been at BBA, but a couple of persons I've been working with that very inspiring me, and I'm still in contact with them, even if projects have changed or they've been a reorganization within the business, but I'm still in contact with them and exchanging about what I'm seeing as the future for BBA or what I want to look next for me in my career. So it's very interesting to have that possibility to talk with them, exchange with them, and even those people are also switching switching chairs, so they have gr- great opportunity for you, or they have some kind of cool story to tell you about the business, so it's very inspiring to have all of those people within BBA to, to chat with and exchange, so it helps you um, pushing your career further, and uh, it's that kind of discussion that makes you feel it better in, in BBA. What or how would you define BBA's culture? We mentioned collaboration and it's very supportive. Kevin, if you had to say a few words about BBA's culture, how would you define it? Oof. Um, I could use a lot of words, but I'd focus on probably collaborative is, is one of the biggest ones for me. So it was very clear from the start that BBA is highly, highly collaborative, um, both intra-office and intra-office. It's it's sort of one hive mind, I would say, and, and one team. Um, having only worked at BBA, I've never seen what it's like on the other side of the fence. But from what I hear, some firms might focus on sort of retaining or, or latching on to the tools that you might have because it gives you a competitive edge over some of your other colleagues. It's, it's very much not not like that here. It's about sharing knowledge, passing on knowledge, helping out your, your coworkers, whether they're in your office or on the other side of the country. Um, I would say we're also very, very rigorous. So as a niche more of a niche consulting firm. We take a lot of pride in our technical expertise. So we're not going after the, the large, massive scale projects on a daily basis. It's focus on the, the difficult, specific challenges that um, give us a bit of an edge. And, and we have proven ourselves in these areas, or maybe we haven't, and it's a totally new challenge, and people trust us to maybe take on that challenge and deliver on on the project. 
So leading into that, I would say we're also pretty agile. There's many, many innovation projects going on, so we're trying to stay at the forefront. So agility and innovation would be the third that I would focus on at BBA that, that we really take pride in. Well done. You you accomplished my challenge of a few words. That's, that's sure. three, uh, <laughs> three qualities. <laughs> well done. Matthew, anything uh, to add on your end? Yeah, I say collaboration first is something we, we very experiment at BBA. But with that collaboration comes with funds too, because people are looking to each other to work with, having funds, uh, even during the project work. Uh, for sure, we have a good social life at BBA, but even during the project, during the meetings, people are, are not just focus, focusing on tasks, but taking care of each other and make sure everyone feels great about their realization, about their collaboration on the project. So, and on every project with everyone I work through Hall Office uh, through Canada, we can feel that, uh, that aspect of collaboration, which is very great. And on the other hand, I will say, as Kevin mentioned, we're, we're still a niche firms looking for technical um, experience and we, we could feel it like we we showcase our expert uh, we, we mentor some younger engineer with people having a lot of experience in a specific field and uh, we, we try to deliver those experience advice to our clients so we make it very particular about the, the rigorous aspect and the quality we deliver as a firm. Uh, as Kevin mentioned there are some of project that is very fast track or uh, cost driven and some firm we hear sometimes that could be tend to just deliver the project as fastly as they can to switch on the on the other mandate. But here at BBA for each mandate we, we take care of it. We we want to make strong relationship with our client on a long term basis, which is very interesting because we're not just doing short business, we're making sure that they they feel comfortable about the, the quality of deliverable we we tend to to give them. So it's very for us as young engineers, it's very interesting to have the opportunity to to learn and develop our expertise skills and uh, make sure we're understanding what we do uh, on a day-to-day. To wrap up this episode, um, I'd just love to learn a bit more about what's coming up for the both of you, how you see the the continuation of your adventure. So Kevin from Labrador back to Toronto, any plans to go to some remote town anytime soon or what's coming up next for you it's not in my plan but i i guess i can never count it out um yeah i guess just maybe continuing to grow and grow into to new roles that i may have not may not have taken on yet so like recently i've i've taken on a team lead role where i have a small team so Maybe to grow in more of a, a leadership position in that sense. Um, possibly grow into the business development side a little bit, which is not my, my main focus or my main goal, I would say. But it, as a consulting engineer, we're seller-doers, so it sort of comes with the territory, right? Um, and also to, to really put some more focus back on growing my technical expertise and, and diversifying that way and and passing on the expertise that I have to, to some of the more junior engineers in the office. So no major goals or, or aspirations, but to continue to develop, I would say, is my main goal, to not sort of sit, sit stagnant or idle and uh, 
complacent is the word I'm looking yeah. for. You so, don't want the status quo. You want to keep yeah, going. exactly. Continued development. That's great. Matthew, how about yourself? What's, what's next for you and your great adventure? Yeah, I will say it's very tough to predict very precisely because as consulting, uh, we have different opportunity to manage project, develop our expertise, make some business development. And BBA is in a real aspect of developing uh, itself as a company. So we have so many opportunities. Uh, We're having a a natural growth and we want to look up for different different new market, uh, new country. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity could, to come in. So uh, for sure to be capturing one of them instead of leadership roles or a new project, new technology that will be developed that we have the opportunity to, to develop our expertise or to manage will be a good opportunity for me. So I'm not necessarily targeting something very particular, but I know what kind of strength I have and what kind of opportunity will um, will make me fit uh, in a good role in it. So I just have to look up my eyes and see what's going on and uh, want something very interesting for me just to get in and tackle it. Absolutely. Well, to, as a final note, since you're both involved with ACEC and you do a lot of outreach to, to promote the profession, I'd just love to hear some final thoughts on or sharing advice for young professionals that are considering or maybe listening to this episode is the first time they're discovering the, the consulting engineering profession. What do you generally share with other young professionals if they're considering getting in or even more concretely, if they're considering joining BBA, what do you think they should know? Kevin, why don't we start with you? Um, well, we already touched on variety, but I would say that's probably one of the biggest advantages to consulting engineering is that there's no shortage of a variety in your work. So that to me is what makes it the most exciting. And with the world sort of changing at a rapid pace, I would say, you get to, to work on projects that are sort of at the forefront of that. So on the more innovative side, if you choose to, um, whereas other industries, if you focus in on whatever it may be, you might be sort of sticking in your lane on, I don't know, just traditional mining, let's say. So I think the, the variety is very important. It's, uh, it's also a fast-paced environment. So it, it might not be a low-pressure job, but it's a very, very rewarding job because at BBA, we generally try to take projects from the study phase through to the detailed engineering phase and then on to the commissioning phase if we can and, and continued support through operations. So that that I find very very rewarding to to see a project through and see that tangibly maybe work with it if you get to be involved in the in the commissioning phases of the project and uh, technical support afterwards. So I, I find that to be the most rewarding part of my job for sure is is the finished product. So being ready to roll up your sleeves. And yeah, definitely. And satisfied clients. Uh, I mean, there's nothing better than a, than a happy client. And uh, myself, I, I get the same satisfaction that the pro- that the client probably does for a quality finished product. So, yeah, nice. I can't say enough about the profession. Matthew, for yourself, what advice would you share to people yeah. considering joining the profession? 
I will say sometimes people are looking to uh, to a straight straight path to kind of level up rapidly, but uh, I will be tend to advise them to not be in fear of trying different experience, like being on site, being on a certain market, being involved in kind of a small project, huge project, to very have the opportunity to to develop yourself within all of these aspects, even if you're not seeing kind of path through it, at the end, when you still continue your career, you find a way to connect the dots and it will bring you uh, a stronger uh, foundation, I will say, to continue your career. And as Kevin mentioned, the variety is very important because you're having different experience so you can make a link to it uh, right after when you're getting new challenges so I will say not fearing kind of trying new project new aspect of it it's very interesting and maybe one other way uh, don't be fear of new challenges because you know sometimes consulting we're getting in a project and then we're starting another one which is very different from what we did at the first moment it could appears like fearing a little bit but I will say deep into it Every project is a new challenge, so when you deep into each one, you will get very much more benefit from it. So that will be one of the advice I will, I will be tend to, to give. One of my favorite quotes comes from Steve Jobs, who says, you cannot connect the dots looking forward. It's only once you get there that you could connect them looking <laughs> backwards. <laughs> and it sounds very similar to, to what you just described of having a multitude of experiences not with a definite path of where it might lead, but in the future, seeing how they all interconnect and the experience it brought you. Correct, correct. And it's in consulting for me, I think we have the most opportunity to have that variety and have the, the chance to make ourselves through each of this experience. That's fantastic. And Kevin? access to mentors, I would say. <clears throat> I think we have... Uh, one of the the greater pools of mentors accessible to young engineers. So, like we said, not to latch on to one, but there there's plenty of people to learn from and and to to look up to in consulting for sure. And you too might be some of the new mentors coming up <laughs> that people will be looking up to. So, Kevin, Matthew, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I'm sure we could have kept this going for <laughs> quite some time but i appreciate you uh sharing your your advice sharing your stories and i wish you the greatest success in the continuation of your respective adventures thanks so much nick thank you have a great day you too you too bye-bye we hope you'll join us for the next episode of bba's great adventure podcast the podcast to discover the adventure stories of our fellow ambassadors that propelled their careers or literally changed their lives. You can also discover and listen to all the episodes via our website, greatadventure.bba.ca and on Spotify. <laughs>